1: Welcome to Out of Office, the podcast about life and leadership. I'm your host, Malika Kapoor. Every week, I bring you a conversation with a newsmaker speaking at a Bloomberg Live Summit. This chat, which we record offstage, is freewheeling and it's informal. We talk about things that don't come up during formal interviews. Childhood, aspirations, mentors, first jobs, high points, setbacks, downtime, family, and love. Because these influences really make them who they are and define how they lead. This week...
2: And the world was coming to an end as I saw it. I was building City Center with 10,000 construction workers out there. The banks weren't even calling me back. I wasn't sleeping at all. It was a harrowing time.
1: That's Jim Murren, Chairman and CEO of MGM Resorts International. He's weathered a few crises in his career... And he's frank about how they've influenced him, made him more resilient. The head of this global entertainment giant is in Japan a lot these days, because he's hoping to set up an integrated resort there. I interviewed him about his company's expansion plans at a Bloomberg Live Summit in Tokyo. But after that, we caught up offstage and we talked about a wide range of topics. What he loves. My wife. Baseball. My
2: favorite sport.
1: His views on equality. Essential. And what he would do if he won the jackpot.
2: I'll give the money away.
1: A widely admired business leader himself, I asked Jim if he has a business leader he looks up to.
2: There are several. Uh, my, the founder of our company, Kirk Akorian, uh is one that uh, I admire greatly. He, he passed away a few years ago, but I had the honor of knowing him and he knowing my family. And he taught me a lot about business, um, mostly about integrity and a handshake is everything, and a quiet sense of uh, love of his fellow man.
1: To understand the influence Kirk Ikorian had on Jim's life, we have to go back to 2008. It was a turning point for Jim, both professionally and personally.
0: The Dow had its biggest point drop ever, falling
2: a little more than 777 points, triple sevens. And the S&P 500
0: had its biggest percentage decline since October of
1: 1980. Jim was appointed CEO and chairman of MGM during the financial crisis. I got this job at
2: the end of 08, uh, and the world was coming to an end as I saw it. I was building city center with 10,000 construction workers out there. The banks weren't even calling me back. I wasn't sleeping at all. Mm. It was a harrowing time. Mr. Krikorian called me every single day for two years, and every conversation was the same. It was, hello, Jim, this is uh, Kirk. Is this a good time to talk? I'm like, yes, (laughs) Kirk. (laughs) Yes, it's good. So, how are you doing? I'm I'm fine. How's Heather? She's doing well. Uh, Did you work out today? Yes, Kirk, I worked out. He said, yes, that's very important okay, Uh, if you need me, give me a call. I'll call you tomorrow. 40-second calls
1: every single day
2: for two years. years. And if you were to ask me what got me through the financial crisis, it was my wife and Mr. Kerkorn. And for that, I will be eternally indebted to both of them. uh, And I admire them for what they have done for others selflessly. And that is the kind of leader that I admire, a selfless leader.
1: A few years later, another crisis. In 2017, an unimaginable tragedy rocked MGM and shocked the world.
2: There's never been a mass shooting like this in modern U.S. history. A gunman hiding in a Las Vegas high-rise hotel opened fire last night on thousands of people gathered for an outdoor music festival.
1: That hotel was an MGM property. 58 people died in the mass shooting. All eyes were on MGM. And Jim knew that. The countdown has begun from May 14th to 16th, What was the first thought that went through your mind when you first got the news that this had happened?
2: Well, it's an unspeakable tragedy with an, mm-hmm. an evil act of one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first and my continuing thought was just show up, just be there, be with the families, be with my employees, um, talk, listen. And uh, so often I find Leadership uh, gaps are when are when people are uh, avoid tough issues, and uh, MGM is the kind of company runs toward trouble. Um, it uh it's it's, it's it it's a, at its best in times of crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that it's something we hope for, but uh, we are very mission driven as an organization, and what. We've tried to do from the moment of that is be there, Mm -hmm. show up, help people, help one another, uh, communicate, 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 talk to our employees, talk to the community. Um, And what I love about uh, what I can do in general is uh, I think we make a difference. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think by showing up, by showing empathy, by contributing intellectually, financially, emotionally. Um, we're part of this world and we make you know a horrible situation a little bit better.
1: This very strong value system that you have or this moral compass, where does that come from?
2: It comes from my family, um, a very devout family background uh, and it comes from my brother. Uh, my older brother uh, always used to say, improve the world. He was the smartest of the four of us. He became uh, an, 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 an oncologist. He ran the Yale Cancer Center, uh, and he died of cancer uh, when he was 47 years old. Uh, I know cancer is a part of my life. It's what my father passed away of. of. I know that it's, it is a part of my life today. Um, and I think about that a lot, improve the world and you know how can you do that and everyone can in one or a little way or another so I, I wake up thinking about how can i make a, a moderate difference today uh and some are simple acts of kindness uh and others take longer to deploy but it comes from the the, the background that i have and my belief that uh, i'm only going to be here uh, living for a limited amount of time and uh, what do I want to accomplish during that period of time and what do do I want my sons to think of when they think of me. And uh, I, I believe that if you just simply look at it that way, everything that we do, everything that I try to do makes a lot of sense.
1: One way Jim is trying to improve the world is by promoting gender equality. In fact, he's made inclusion a critical part of MGM's business strategy. Four of its 12 board directors are women. What makes a male champion and why was it so important to you personally to become one?
2: I I grew up in a, a small town in Connecticut. My father was actually in the seminary for three years which luckily for me and my siblings, he bailed uh, because as a Catholic, he wouldn't have been able to marry or have children. Um, But I grew up with a sense of of duty uh, and the idea of servant leadership. Uh, And I've tried to live my life as a a servant leader. Uh, When I went to Wall Street, it was not because, you know, I had any financial acumen, frankly, I wanted to be an architect. But uh, I needed a job before graduate school. And there I fell in love with the, the, the business that I was in. Um, but a couple years later, I met my wife. She was a young lady, uh, just graduated from Johns Hopkins University, uh, a daughter of a school teacher that uh, wanted to be financially secure. So she went to Wall Street for express purpose to have financial security. And I saw over 14 years how hard she had to work. And I vowed that if I could be in a position, uh, I would do my best. Uh, And I think male leadership is critical to gender equality, Um, because frankly, men have most of the positions of influence. And if you don't believe in this, if you play lip service to it, we're not going to have meaningful change. The very fact that the majority of my employees are minorities makes us a stronger company. Diversity is a strength, not a challenge. And the more diverse, the more invested in people, the better our company can be. And uh, I'm inspired to do it. I feel it's my duty.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank
2: you. It's my honor.
1: That was Jim Murren, Chairman and CEO of MGM Resorts International. And I hope you enjoyed our chat as much as I did. Remember, you can find more episodes of Out of Office on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on the Bloomberg Terminal, or on our website, that's Bloomberg.com. We're also on Twitter, and our handle is simply at Podcasts. We'd love it if you could take a minute to rate and review our show, so please do that if you can. And I do hope you'll join us again for more candid, informal conversations with newsmakers out of office. This episode was produced by Laura Carlson. I'm Malika Kapoor. You can find me at ThisIsMalika on Twitter. Thank you for listening.